And I want to thank you guys so much for being here this morning. My name is Steve. I'm the lead pastor here. And we're just excited that you gather with us. Give us your time on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, to gather with us. And whether you're in screen one here, you're over in screen two, want to say hello, or you're joining us online, we want to say thank you for being here today. Um, before we begin, I uh, wanted to do something a little different in church. I want everybody to take their phone out, okay? So I want everybody to take your phone out, take your phone out. Um, and there's going to be a number that comes up on the screen here. Um, and, it, and I want you to text the word CONNECT to 218-377-5787. So type in that number, text the word CONNECT, hit SEND, and uh, in a little bit you'll get a connection card. That's gonna be really important later on in the service. So uh, take out your phone, CONNECT 218-377-5787. And if I wanted to go like annoying old infomercials, again, 218-5787. But while you're doing that, I want to say happy Easter. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Easter Sunday is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus is God in the flesh. He, he entered human history. God came down and entered human history. When he entered history, uh, we celebrate that day as well. It's called Christmas. Um, and that's when Jesus came into the earth. Um, he, he walked this earth for us, lived this life perfectly, and then he would die on a cross. He would go to the cross in our place. He was falsely accused, but he also went willingly there and took upon himself, not just, uh, not just like he he took on the sins of not just the people there, but the sins of the world. That's Good Friday. And Jesus, uh, on the third day, would rise from the dead. That would be uh, Easter Sunday. So Jesus died and then wasn't dead anymore. That's amazing truth. That's an incredible thing. It's also historical fact, okay? Like, all of this really happened in history. This is, he really lived, he really died, he really rose from the dead. And that has altered human history more than any other event in history, okay? More than any other event in history, Jesus raising from the dead alters and changes everything. If we think about, if you're in this room and you're thinking about, or you're watching online, you're like, what historical events have changed your life? What things dramatically changed and shaped your life? You know, for some of us, it was 9-11. For some other people, you know, it was last year. Uh, you know, there's a number of different things that go on, but no event has changed history more than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It has changed billions of lives. It still matters today. Uh, it reverberated throughout history, and this resurrection actually changes lives. And that's an incredible truth to realize that, that, that lives are being changed because this happened. Now, the big question is, why does it matter so much? Why is it such a big deal that Jesus rose from the dead, other than being really cool, right? I mean, if we're honest, I mean, that's amazing. But look, what, what is it about that that changed history so much? And that's what we're gonna be talking about today, that, that what did Jesus' death on the cross and what did his resurrection accomplish? Why did it matter? And, and Jesus' death was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice for us. And so the big idea today is this. The sacrifice of Jesus is crucial, comprehensive, and complete. The sacrifice of Jesus is crucial, comprehensive, and complete. Now, what do I mean by the the fact that Jesus sacrificed? Why was it necessary? Well, the Bible tells us in, 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 in Romans 8 that the wages of sin is death, okay? I don't think, if, if you're in this room 
And I just say, I can say one sentence and I think everybody would agree. And it's just really amazing. You put this many people in a room or you get nods of heads and that is this, the world is messed up, right? The world's messed up. People go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. No matter what side of the political spectrum, no matter where you believe in it, go, hey, the world's messed up, huh? People go, yeah, it's messed up. Question is, why did it get messed up? What happened? Why, why do we think that there's something better waiting for us? And the reality is, is God created the earth and he created it perfect, but human beings said, you know what, God, I don't want any of you. I wanna do things my own way. I, I know you told me what to do. I know you gave me rules. I know that's supposed to give me life, but you know what, I think you're holding out on me. So I'm gonna go do my own thing. And when people do their own thing and, and wander from God, things break. It's sin. Death enters the world. It starts to kill relationships. It kills careers. It kills our lives eventually. The wages of sin is death. That, that, that the wage is something that we earn. A wage is something that we deserve. And it's, it's wages of sin is death. And so when we sin, it brings death into the world and brings death into our lives and ultimately destroys everything that we hold and love dear. But that's not the end of the story. Jesus enters human history. He comes to this earth motivated by love and he goes to the cross to pay for the sin of all of us. And if the wage is death, he died for us. He died for us. But he didn't stay dead because his his life is infinite. He's God and so he lives beyond the grave. His, his life is too much for even death itself. And so when he raises from the dead, it gives validity to his claims, but it also shows us that he's the God of life and he's still ruling and reigning. So let's look at Jesus's sacrifice today and why this is greater than any other sacrifice in human history, than any other uh, event in human history and why it matters so much today. So we're gonna be in the book of Hebrews today. Um, if you have a Bible, you can go there. If you don't, don't worry, it's gonna be up on the screen as well. Um, but it'll be, we're gonna be in chapter nine and we're gonna see how the sacrifice of Jesus is crucial, comprehensive, and complete. Okay, we're gonna talk about that today. There's a lot here, but don't worry, we're gonna explain it. I'm gonna read it and then we're gonna walk through it. Hebrews 9, 24 through 28. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into the heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy place every year with blood not his own. For when he would have not had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of age to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who eagerly wait for him. Man, that's a lot of stuff. Okay, so we're gonna walk through this. Number one, Jesus entered a heavenly temple. Okay, Jesus entered a heavenly temple. God um, gave mankind the blueprints to create a temple here on earth. Now, if you've ever tried to read the Bible, okay, maybe you're like, you know what, I'm gonna try to read this. Where do I start? The beginning. And you start reading through the book of Genesis. And first off, the Bible is not one book, it's 66 books. So it's a library. So it's a daunting task, not an impossible task. 
a wonderful endeavor, but it is a lot to do. And so uh, you go, okay, I'm gonna read Genesis. This is really cool. All these crazy stories, this is good. You get Exodus and you're like, okay, this is cool. People getting out of slavery, this is awesome. You get the second half of Exodus, you're like, okay, there's lots of rules and regulations and temples need to be certain things and heights and different, okay. what? And then you get to the next book and it's called Leviticus. And Leviticus is just straight up a bloody book. Like it is like, sacrifice after sacrifice and rules. And if you do this, then the sacrifice is this. And the rules are this, you do this. And you're like, oh man, it kind of overwhelms us by the amount of sacrifice that needs to happen. Why? Because human beings, we, we have to pay, right? Like, like wages of sin is death. And so sacrifices are the things that cover us because we've sinned. It's, it's a way to save humanity at the same time make things right. But we had to continually do it. We had to continually offer sacrifices. We had to continually go that. But Jesus, it says, he goes into the heavenly temple. There's a, there's a temple in, in, in the heavens. And, and, and it says, he walked into the heavenly temple, made sacrifice for us on our behalf, not a bunch of times, once for all. If you, if you get nothing else out of this sermon this morning, Know this, Jesus died once for all, okay? Once for all. He doesn't have to appear perpetually. Okay, so it's like the difference between if you buy something and you're like, do you wanna make installments or do you wanna pay it all at once, okay? So for four easy payments, for 15 easy payments, for 25, why is it always an easy payment, by the way? Doesn't, doesn't necessarily feel super easy, but I suppose it's better than paying all up front. Jesus doesn't pay for our sin in installments. He pays for it all once. And you're like, how can he do that? He's God. He's that worthy. He's that rich, okay? He's that rich in mercy. He's that rich in grace. His life is that rich that it can cover the sins of all people. And that's a glorious truth. That's a glorious truth. He died once for all. And it says he died, and it says just like when human beings, like when we die, there's, we, there's death and then judgment. Like we will all stand before God someday. And we go, but Jesus went in, stood in our place, paid for the judgment of us all, and then rose from the dead. It's paid for, and he still had life left over. Does that make sense? He's so rich in life that his life can cover all of our stuff, and he still has life left over. He's infinitely worthy. This is crucial. The sacrifice of Jesus is crucial. This is so important because if we're honest with ourselves, we have to talk about the fact that there are things that keep us up at night. And if we're honest with ourselves, and if we've ever questioned eternity, if we've ever had the conversation about eternity, and you might have asked yourself some questions like this, can God ever love me? Can God ever forgive me? After what I've done, after where I've been, the things that I've said, the things that I've done, can God ever really, truly forgive even this? Am I just a huge disappointment to God? Does God, okay, I might get that God, that he might love me, but does God like me? Does God wanna be with me? Does God wanna be around me? And the answer to those questions is the cross and the empty tomb. 
The cross and the empty tomb show, like, does God love me? Yes. How do we know? Because he died for me and he rose from the dead. Could God ever forgive me? It says he did once for all. Once for all. Every sin that we will ever commit, we bring it to Jesus. He will forgive us. He will pay for it. Does God like me? Liked you enough to come to this earth and give his life for you? And raise from the dead and give us his spirit to dwell with us. Does God love me? The answer is the cross and the empty tomb. And that's, so, so, that's what's so crucial for us. That's why it's so important for us to know these things. Jesus' death on the cross and the resurrection did something. It accomplished something. And it, it, it soothes the conscience. It, 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 it answers the questions, the longings of our hearts. Often people will say, you know, like, you know, when you die, do you know if you'll go to heaven? Yeah, why? Well, because I think I've been a pretty good person. And it's like, man, that's, that's a big gamble, right? I mean, like, my good outweighs my bad. You're like, well, how do you know? Where's the line? Where's the, well, it's never really stated. And that's what nags at us. And the answer is we don't, we, we don't talk about that because we don't know where the line is because the line is the cross, do we trust in Jesus or don't we? Is he gonna pay for our sins or isn't he? Are we gonna to try to do this ourselves? But we have to understand that this is crucial. No one in the world has died for your sins, save Jesus. Jesus is who no one else is and he's done what no one else has done. He died for you, gave his life for you and for me. So Jesus' death, his sacrifice is crucial the sacrifice of Jesus is also comprehensive. Comprehensive, Hebrews 10, verses one through four. For since the law was but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they have not ceased to be offered since the worshipers having uh, been cleansed once would no longer have any consciousness of sin. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. The sacrificial system was a shadow of things to come. It was a precursor. So if you read Leviticus, if you ever want to, you know, nighttime reading, you know, maybe you're on vacation, uh, you want to read that book. Um, it's incredible. It's actually amazing, but it's can be very overwhelming the first time you read it. But if you do ever read it, you can, you can do this the whole time. Thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to do this anymore. Thank you, Jesus, we don't have to do this anymore. It was, it was the system that was the precursor. It was, it was a shadow of the true things. It was the thing that was ushering in the reality of what was gonna happen. He drilled home the point with us that we can't absolve ourselves of our sin. We still feel dirty. We still feel like we need to be cleansed. And there's, it's actually like, it's down, deep down in our soul. This is a really fascinating study done by the University of Northwestern a few years ago. Uh, not in the Twin Cities, but out east a little bit further, uh, that Northwestern. And uh, what they did is they did a study uh, about the, um, the, the confession of things that are unethical and how we feel afterwards, okay? So they would have people come in and they would have them recount a time where they acted unethically or sinfully, okay? So it was like confession, 
Like they came in, tell us about something that you did wrong in detail. So they would have to recount the, this thing that they did wrong, whether they cheated, whether they lied, whether they stole, whatever it was. They would confess these things, and at the end, they would get a reward. They had a choice of one of two rewards, which to me, it was like, okay, this is, these are the two rewards they chose. A pencil, maybe with the University of Northwestern printed on the pencil, I don't know, but a pencil or an antiseptic wipe, a wet wipe. And this was before COVID, so... Right, so, so like, hey, thank you so much for that. You get, you get your choice of reward, pencil or wet wipe. And people chose the wet wipe two to one. Because people would, there's other studies that show that they, they would, what they would do is they would put hand sanitizer out and they would have them recount something that they did that was sinful. And, and it, it like subconsciously, they would start pumping it and wipe their hands. They washed their hands. Why? Because there's something deep down in our soul that we know that something dirty happened. I want to be made clean. I want to be made clean. And so what happens is, is like we would continually, and this is what we do as human beings, we will continually offer more sacrifice. Well, well I'll make it right. I'll make it right. I'll make it right. So I'm going to do these things. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to make it right. The problem is, when is enough enough? And the answer is, never. It's never enough, is it? Like when we, like when we try to do the right things in order to make up for the things that we did wrong, it still just nags at us. It still bothers us. It still, it still doesn't go away. And it gets really frustrating why? Because it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away the sins. It's impossible for lesser sacrifices to make us clean. So no matter how many times we're like, I'm just going to do a good deed. I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to do this thing over and over and over again. We're like, but something still, I just, I can't put my finger on it. All I know is I'm bothered still. It nags at me. And maybe all this conversation about sacrifice is really making you uncomfortable right now. You're like, Steve, I just, I don't know, it's unsettling. It's unnerving. It's like, oh man, people actually did that? Do you know why this bothers us so much and why it's so unsettling? Because we haven't had to do it for 2,000 years. That's why it's bothersome to us because we're so far removed from the sacrificial system. Why? Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus walked the earth, died on, our, uh, on a cross for us as a sacrifice so that once for all, we've never had to make a sacrifice again. That's incredible. That's amazing. We've never had, we've never had to make a sacrifice at Ignite Church. It's in our bylaws. We can't. Just so you know. We get a lot of feedback for a number of things. One, because gross. Two, um, it's bad theology. We don't have to make sacrifices anymore. Why? Because Jesus was the sacrifice for us and he did so willingly on our behalf. Unlike lesser sacrifices of bulls or goats or restitution or good deeds or anything else that we've been trying to absolve ourselves of the guilt that we have and the things that nag at our souls, Jesus died for us. It's comprehensive. It's comprehensive. What does that mean? It means total, all covering, right? You get comprehensive insurance. And so here's the other thing that's really cool about this. When something goes wrong, when you sin, you don't ever have to ask, can God cover this one too? Is this one covered? 
Is this one covered? Like, you know, when you, when you, you know, crash your car, you're like, oh, is this covered? Or when a hailstorm comes, oh, is this covered? Right? Is this covered? Is this covered? You don't ever have to ask anymore, is this covered with Jesus? And you're like, Steve, but you don't know me. And I'm like, I don't, but Jesus does. And when he said, it is finished, he meant it. It covers everything. There's a song that we sing in church called Jesus Paid It All. You know why we sing that? Because he did. Jesus paid it all. That's, that's the beautiful thing about Jesus' sacrifice. It covers everything. It covers everything. It's comprehensive. And the sacrifice of Jesus is complete. It's complete. Hebrews 10, verses 11 through 14. Every, and every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting for that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Sanctified means becoming more like Jesus, just FYI. But it's really interesting. There's this contrast in the scripture. The priest stands, Jesus is sitting. It says the priest stands. The, the priest, his job, the, the priest's job was to stand between humanity and God and offer sacrifices and petitions and bring them to the Lord. He was mankind's representative, okay? So he would constantly bring sacrifices to the Lord on behalf of the people. He would do this repeatedly and he would stand at his post and offer sacrifice, which could never fully take away sins. But I love that. Whenever you see, like, that is a three letter word that changes absolutely everything. But, but when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. When Christ offered himself, he only needed to do it once. And he did it for all time because he's not bound by time. And he's infinitely worthy. He offered himself willingly. Like Jesus wasn't, this wasn't an accident. He didn't, he didn't go there and he didn't end up at the cross and going, ooh, didn't see that one coming. No, he knew what was coming and he offered himself up willingly for us. For all time. And he rose from the dead. His life was not swallowed up by the grave. And he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Number one, the right hand, uh, when, when anybody sits at the right hand of royalty, it's a place of honor. So Jesus sits down at the right hand of the Father. Also, he's sitting down. His work is completed. He said it is finished and he sat down. He offered himself once for all and then he sat down down. The work is done. The price is paid. Easter Sunday is not the commemoration of a good man dying. Easter Sunday is a worship of a God who is living, ruling, and reigning. That is the thing that we worship. That is who we worship. The work is done. The price is paid. And today, why it matters so much to us is because we celebrate our freedom. 
Our freedom from the sin, our freedom from the condemnation, our freedom from the guilt and the shame and the hopelessness. We are forgiven, we are redeemed, we become new creations. And that's an amazing truth because the sacrifice of Jesus is crucial, comprehensive, and complete. It's necessary, vitally important for us. It covers everything and it is finished, paid in full. And we can rest in that. We can celebrate in that. We can rejoice in that. We'll gather together today and people will eat food and celebrate and we'll talk about the goodness of God and we'll also just be able to rest. Why? Because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And so if you're in here today or you're in screen two or you're watching online and you're struggling with guilt, you're struggling with shame, you're struggling with hopelessness, let me tell you this today, that Jesus's sacrifice is crucial you're going to need the sacrifice of Jesus to move forward. The sacrifice of Jesus is comprehensive. It covers everything that you've said, thought, and did. It covers absolutely everything. And the sacrifice of Jesus is complete. He rose from the dead, and Jesus is finished paying for sin, but he's not finished with you. And we can take great comfort in that. And so how do, we, how do we access this reality? How does that, like, how do we get to that? And the answer is by faith, okay? You're like, oh, it's a church. We're gonna talk about faith. By faith, what does that mean? By trust. We're gonna trust that Jesus did what he said he was going to do, that this really happened, that he really died, that he really rose from the dead, that really accomplished something for us. That's by faith. We're gonna trust that. Friends, I have abandoned all hope of saving myself. And believe me, I've tried. Maybe like you, maybe like me, the first thing that you did was to make excuses for it. I know that's what I did. I minimized it, I rationalized it, or I justified it. It's not that big a deal. Well, if you just understood the circumstances, or hey, this is just the way that I am. This is just who I am. You're gonna to have to get used to it. And I would try to make excuses for all of it, but really, when I went to bed at night, it just kept me up. It, it, it nagged at me. When the reality is where I was just pinned to the ground and I couldn't make excuses anymore and I knew that I needed something different in my life because I hated what I had become. And I was done making excuses. So the next thing I did is, but I'm gonna make it right. I'm gonna make it Right? I'm gonna read my Bible every day at five in the morning. I'm gonna go to every church service I can. I'm gonna pray a ton. I'm gonna help the poor. I'm gonna help orphans. I'm gonna, I'm gonna travel the world and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all these things for you, Lord, because I'm gonna make it up to you. I'm gonna make it up to you. I'm gonna make it up to you. How very Midwestern of us. I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make it right. I'll make it right. I'll make it right. And while those things were all good, and by the way, I didn't get up the crack of dawn to read my Bible every day, didn't go to every church service and I, and I couldn't make it to everything. The reality was, is even those things are good, they're not gonna save me and they're not gonna take away what is lurking inside of me. And so I got frustrated. I got frustrated. I'm like, God, I'm doing all these things for you. Can you help a brother out? And he's like, stop trying. Stop trying to pay for something I already paid for. Stop trying to make right something that I've already made right. 
and the truth of Scripture. In Romans 8, 1, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Washed over my soul. And I was like, all right, Lord, I'm gonna stop trying to make it right. I'm gonna trust that you've already made it right, and now I just get to move forward on with my life, walking with you. And that's all he's ever wanted, by faith. I'm just gonna walk with him, and I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna trust him that I can't save myself. I can't save myself. The great news is, is, I don't have to. Jesus saved me. And that's what Good Friday and Easter Sunday, that's why they're so important in my life. Because not only did he forgive the sins of all of us, he forgave the sins of me. And I'm eternally grateful. He did it for me. He did it for you. At the beginning of this message, I told you that you should take out your phone and hopefully by this time you'll got a connection card, a digital connection card, and I want you to fill that out. I want you to, if there's something that we can pray for you for, man, we'd love to pray for you. If there's something that you want, if there's something that, listen, Lord willing, we're gonna be back here talking about Jesus next week, just so you know, Okay. So we do this every week, right? So if you're like, hey, that was cool. We're like, hey, we're doing this again. Come join us again. Um, We would love to have you join us and be with us and be a part of this. And if you wanna get involved, if you wanna get connected, if you have questions, we'd love to answer them. We'd love to walk with you as you explore this, uh, this, what it means to walk with Jesus. And today, if today's the day, you're like, I wanna give my life to Christ. Today, I've, I've, I've tried to make excuses for myself. I've tried to pay for it myself. And the reality is, is now I just understand that I need Jesus. If that's you today, man, hit that connection card. We'll be, we will be in touch with you because we would love to connect with you and walk with you and pray with you. In a moment, we're gonna pray. We're gonna sing a, a song. And afterwards, if you need someone to talk to, if you need someone to pray for you, um, after service today, I'm gonna to be right down here. Love to talk with you. If you're in screen two, Pastor Chase is gonna be down the front of screen two. Would love to talk with you. Would love to pray for you if you need anything. Uh, and we just wanna connect with you. But Easter Sunday is special because we commemorate our risen Lord, rose from the dead. Death did not defeat him. Sin did not defeat him. Satan did not defeat him. He is unrivaled, unparalleled, and he is risen from the grave. Hallelujah. Let's pray.